Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is lamb. Where's the lamb sauce? Yeah. I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I. I didn't come here for that. Hi everyone! Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host Riley Ennis, and this is episode eight. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Um, I hope you've all had a wonderful week since the last time we've spoken. I have had a good week. Um, it is Sunday. It's not Monday for the first time in like two weeks, and I'm not scrambling to record this, you know, minutes before it's supposed to go up. So that always feels good. Um, and I had a pretty nice week this week. I went and I saw Captain Marvel on Wednesday, and that was really fun. I really enjoyed the movie. I think I'm in love with Brie Larson now, which was something I really wasn't expecting. But, you know, if that's if that's where I am in my life now, then I'll, I'll meet myself there. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, and I had a nice weekend. I had the first weekend in a while where I just, like, didn't have to worry about anything. My friend's weekend wedding was last weekend, so... There was so much anticipation leading up to that that it was really nice to be able to come home and not have to worry about anything. And I had a very productive weekend where I didn't really do anything other than just like the things that I needed to get done. I got my house cleaned yesterday, so I didn't have to clean it today. And I was able to like go out and meet a friend today and like do some work in a cafe for a while. And it was just like a good, nice day. My husband is here and he's watching anime in the living room, so hopefully that won't be loud and you won't be able to hear it. I have the door closed right now, but there's a good chance the cat will start crying at the door and want to be let in, in which case uh, Andrew has told me that he's going to, you know, let the cat in so he'll stop screaming in the background of the recording, but that means we might be open to some sounds from the living room, so we'll just have to see how that goes, but you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready and I'm very excited, especially for this episode because we are going on a journey together. This is going to be my first ever two-part episode kind of series. So this week and next week will relate to one another. Um, So what we're going to do is we are going to dive into Bravo and we are going to get started on some Real Housewives. And I'm super excited. Um, I've never seen the Real Housewives like whatsoever. I think when I was flying to Florida, maybe it was going to Florida or maybe it was going to the bachelorette party in Austin a few weeks ago. I think that was it. I was on like Southwest and they had their app where you can like watch a few channels of like live TV. And so I looked and I saw that they had Bravo and there was an episode of Real Housewives that was on. And I was like, oh, maybe I should watch this to like get a taste for what this is. And I watched like maybe two minutes of it. I think it was Real Housewives of Dallas. Um, and I was just like, no, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to just like wait and do this properly. So that's literally like the only dipping my toe into the Real Housewives waters that I've done. So I'm really excited. So what we are going to do um, in this little two-part series is we're going to do it two ways, basically. So this week, I am going to be recapping an episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, so I watched the entire season. I watched the reunion. I like got the full context. I know a little bit of the context outside of just this first season, but this was the only one I had time to watch in completion. So we're going to do um, an episode from this season. 
And then next week, I'm going to do an episode of The Real Housewives of New York. And I'm going to just, I have one episode in mind that I'm going to do that was like recommended by someone. And I'm just going to do it. And there's going to be no context. I'm just diving in. It's like in the middle, like towards the end of one of the seasons. It's not even the first season. I All you Real Housewives of New York fans will know like when I tell you what the episode is. Because apparently it's like a very iconic one. But we're doing that that way. So I thought it would be fun to kind of try to do this in like two different ways of like approaching it one which is like having the context of the entire season and getting to know the cast like from the beginning like how someone who was watching the show from the beginning would be introduced to it and one just like diving in and I don't know who these people are and these are my impressions based on like you know just what's happening in this one wildly out of context episode so I thought this would be fun I'm really excited I hope that you guys enjoy it too um so yeah I never had seen an episode of uh, Real Housewives. So the way that I picked the episodes was I went on um, the Facebook group for Amanda Kaczynski's podcast. Uh, Amanda has her podcast, Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom, which I've mentioned a thousand times before. I feel like it's my favorite podcast basically right now. So she has a Facebook group for that called We All Love to Hate Teen Mom. And even though it's, you know, teen mom focused, you can kind of talk about reality TV in general in there. So I asked the group at large for some suggestions for Real Housewives episodes. Um, So I got a bunch of great suggestions, but the two people that I specifically wanted to thank, I just wanted to give a shout out. I don't know if you're listening or not. It's fine if you're not, but just in case, um, Summer and Rachel, who commented on my thread because you two were the ones who I kind of used your suggestions to do these next two episodes. So thank you guys very much. I'm not going to say your last name because I don't know if you want that read out, but if you were on my thread and your name is Summer and Rachel, (laughs) thank you guys. Um, So let's do our background. Let's give some context for the episode we're about to go into. So the Real Housewives series was kind of originally conceived as reality TV's answer to like soap opera type shows like Desperate Housewives, which I watched. I don't think I watched Desperate Housewives like as it was airing, but okay, it's really funny. So my stepsister, Claire, she would get really into these like different TV shows and she would watch them like nonstop for like months at a time. So after school and high school, whenever I would like go into the family room, Claire would always be in there watching like one specific TV show. And so Desperate Housewives was like one of the shows that she got super into. And so usually I was just like lazy and I watched whatever she was watching. So I watched a lot of Desperate Housewives, but it was like past the time that it had been airing, if you understand what I'm saying. So I watched that. I probably watched the entire series like by the time we were finished, but it was kind of out of order, so it wasn't like I was a huge Desperate Housewives fan. Um, so that, sorry, that was like a super sidebar that I didn't even plan that doesn't even really matter. But yes, The Real Housewives was based off of Desperate Housewives, but I watched, and I never really watched The Real Housewives. Um, so the first franchise in like The Real Housewives series was The Real Housewives of Orange County, um, and then the other franchises include New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, D.C., Beverly Hills, Potomac, Miami, and Dallas. So it's quite successful. Um, all of the franchises except Miami and D.C. are still airing. Those both ended after either one season or like a couple of seasons. Um, there are a few international versions as well. There are like too many for me to go through and list them all. But there was like a couple of Canadian cities have Real Housewives. There's Real Housewives of Athens. There's like a French version that's just called like Les Vrais Housewives, I think. Something like that. It's kind of fun. Um, and so, yeah, if I like ever run out of content, I guess I can always go back to 
like one of the Real Housewives franchises or there are a bunch of spinoffs that have come from like individual members of the Housewives cast getting their own show. So yeah, there is a ton. I probably like won't make it my mission to like go through every single Real Housewives like franchise or spinoff or series or special or whatever just because there are so many and there's so many other reality shows in the world but I don't know if this podcast lasts for like 15 years who knows we might be doing like the real housewives of Johannesburg South Africa (laughs) which I don't know that might be really fun so who knows um so specifically the real housewives of Beverly Hills um began airing in 2010 which is a little bit more recent than I like to go for the podcast or for the shows I choose for this podcast Um, But, you know, The Real Housewives, it's so iconic that I knew I had to get into it, and Beverly Hills just seemed really fun, and I, even though, again, this is, like, more recent than I want to go, I do want to get into Vanderpump Rules eventually, so I knew I had to, like, go and meet Lisa Vanderpump. So, um, I've only seen this first season so far, and I honestly, like, I would have loved to keep watching, but I just didn't have time. Like, I had to get this out this week, and I have other shows I need to watch and I really need to try and like record ahead so I'm not desperately recording on like Sunday and Monday nights but um yeah it was really good so I just watched the first season um the basic premise of all the Real Housewives shows more or less is that it's a group of affluent women they're loosely connected to one another via friendships and other type relationships you know sometimes they're close friends who have known each other for a while sometimes they're related to one another sometimes they're just you know socialites who see each other at social events and they've kind of just been brought onto this cast together um and they just live their lives being fabulous and starting drama And so the key arc that really happens in this first season of Beverly Hills, um, it kind of focuses between two of the housewives, Camille Grammer and Kyle Richards, um, and kind of just like the conflict that they have that kind of just keeps getting rehashed and blown up, although there are some other conflicts and moments that they focus on. So um, there's some conflicts between Kim Richards and... Taylor Armstrong, um, Kim and Kyle are sisters, so they kind of have some, you know, family drama that happens. Um, they're Camille and Taylor both individually kind of have some relationship issues and marriage problems, like as the series goes on that they kind of touch on. Um, and then Lisa Vanderpump is just like, she's a delight and she's kind of like the humor and the levity of the entire season, but she does have like a little kind of lighthearted at first, but it ends kind of sadly, um, conflict I guess you could say with the person who is described as her permanent house guest Cedric who he kind of just like lives in Lisa's mansion with her and her husband since her kids have all grown up and moved out and her and her husband like want him to leave he's a very much like a Todd figure if you're a Bojack Horseman fan he uh he has a lot of Todd in him so they kind of want him to leave but he's just lives there um and at the end of the season it kind of is revealed at the reunion or like in the very last moments of the last episode that he and Lisa got into this huge argument as he was like moving out and they haven't spoken to one another or seen each other since. And I don't know if they are friends or not now, like nine years after the fact, but you know, he was a, he was a fun little character. So it's kind of sad that he turned into a jerk there at the end to Lisa. Um, So I just wanted to go through and kind of touch on each housewife and just give my like individual thoughts based on the context of me having seen the whole season. So one by one, I'll just go down the list that I have, Um, starting with Camille Grammer. Um, The first thing that I think of when I think of Camille Grammer in this show is Uncanny Valley. Does anyone else think of that? Like if you're a Housewives fan, there's just something about her that seems very robotic and Stepford wifey. Just like the way that she talks, she's very like soft-spoken, but kind of has this affectation. 
Um, her like sentence structure is just kind of weird. Her eyes are weird. Like not eyes are weird, but like the way that she holds her gaze is a little bit weird. She just doesn't seem like she's like she's like an alien who's like in a human suit and has been like observing for a really long time, but doesn't get it quite right. Like isn't native to like human culture. Um, and there are like moments where that she can be like very self-aware but at the same time like unself-aware and talking about the things that she experiences and like the privileges that she has and she'll like know that she's being obnoxious but she'll still go on to say it and I feel like a lot of the other housewives don't necessarily have that like even when they are talking about like the things that they have and like the privileges that they enjoy they do seem a lot more down to earth whereas Camille almost seems like she's humble bragging about it all the time and so I talked to some friends like and co-workers this week who I knew were housewives you know fans and I was just like yeah I don't know about Camille and one person's like well this is the worst season that you see her in because of like all the things that she's going through in her marriage so it is revealed like at the end of the season Camille who is married to Kelsey Grammer you know he wants to get a divorce and he potentially was cheating on her and all this stuff like I think at the end of the season it reveals that he's already engaged to like a 29 year old flight attendant so obviously she was going through it this season but she does come off as like very strange and you know a little bit delusional based on some of the things that she says and some of the fights that she has like especially with Kyle Richards so that's Camille um next person I wanted to touch on was Adrienne Maloof um who's like a businesswoman her family owns like the Palms Casino in Las Vegas they own the Sacramento Kings like she's a very wealthy influential business person um I love her uh I love her personality she's like petite I don't know I think they mentioned she was like 5'3 or something which is taller than me but whatever but she can like do martial arts and like the very first episode showed her like taking down this random dude like she just like flips him and it was awesome um so she comes off really strong and I thought she would be like the focus of the season like I thought she was kind of going to be the main housewife or one of the like really loud influential personalities of the season but she kind of fades away by the end of it um but she does seem like super down to earth like very much in a way that's different from Camille Grammer even though she grew up and she's like super rich and has all this money like probably more than anyone else just based on all of the business ventures that she's part of she does seem like super you know humble and down to earth and like real about it like if you took her and like put her in you know like a any kind of upper middle class kind of home which is still way 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 below what she's used to but still you know privileged compared to the most of the people in the world I could picture her in like a nice home in the suburbs in you know here in North Carolina in the suburbs of Raleigh like in one of the really nice houses that they have and with her you know three kids and she has maybe like a Cadillac Escalade and that's like her really nice car but she does well like her husband you know is like a nice businessman I'm saying like she doesn't come off as like very haughty and rich like she does come off as just like well educated well groomed definitely privileged but not like super crazy rich so I like her I like her personality she does have tinsel in her hair the whole season which is like something that you forget about until she like moves in like a certain way and you see it catch the light and you're just like oh okay it's just funny um okay going on down Taylor Armstrong for some reason I really want to call her Taylor Holland like my brain has just imprinted the name Holland after her first name. So if I refer to her as Taylor Holland, I'm not talking about any actual person named Taylor Holland. I'm talking about Taylor Armstrong. Anyway, um, I don't know how I feel about her even having watched the entire season. She has kind of a strange, I think kind of a fake, like a very 
like affected personality that she's just put on because she wants to be in this part of like the Beverly Hills lifestyle. Um, she seems a little bit like a gold digger just based on the things that she said. Like her and her husband have only met seven years ago and she like pursued him super hard. So it's like, okay, you came to Beverly Hills from Oklahoma and you met this man and like pursued him because you presumably wanted to live this like very rich privileged privileged lifestyle. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to dislike her because overall she's a pretty inoffensive character. Um, and she does have a lot of sympathetic points. Like she reveals at some point in the season that she experienced domestic violence as a child. And that was like one of the first thing, like her earliest memories was her and her mother, like experiencing abuse. Um, and having, you know, read some like after the fact like reading the where are they nows kind of thing and also like I heard this in a whole other podcast um that she was abused like she was being abused by her husband she was experiencing domestic violence like as the show was being filmed and airing so I don't want to make any like judgments on her personality like based on the fact that she was obviously experiencing trauma at the time that all that being said, I do want to say that at one point in the season, she does spend $60,000 on a four-year-old's birthday party. And that is something that's hard for me to live with because I, it's just like $60,000 would wipe out all of my debt. Like I'm, I'm in debt, but I'm not in, you know, luckily over $60,000 worth of debt. Like I have student loan, I have a car payment, I have some credit card debt, but it's not, you know, it's manageable, but I still have to like make my payments every month and mind my money and budget if you gave me $60,000, like, that would be gone. Not only that would be gone, I would have, like, a nest egg. (laughs) Like, I might have a down payment on, like, a starter home, you know? Like, I could do so much, like, with that in my life, and she spent it in one day on a birthday party for her four-year-old. Like, that's not even a milestone birthday. So, that's hard for me to live with, but that's fine. Whatever. Moving on. Um, next person, Kim Richards. She was like a formal, former child star. Um, she was in like a lot of Disney movies and shows like in the 70s and 80s and things and just other stuff. She seems to have like some kind of issue, but I can't fault her because she, for some reason, reminds me of like a lot of the women in my family. Like she reminds me of an aunt or something of mine. So... I just like I can't dislike her even though I feel like she has a lot of flaws she's portrayed very sympathetically this season so I like her she seems like she has a good heart deep down but she needs some therapy (laughs) so um and then her sister Kyle Richards who was also a child actor and now is married to um he's like a real estate agent a high-end real estate agent in Beverly Hills I also like her she's very different than her sister um I feel like her personality can come off as a little bit aggressive but for the most part she has like a good sense of humor about most things so I don't find her off-putting and I like her husband and I like her little family she has like four kids and like in one episode her oldest daughter graduates from college and it's really sweet and it's just I like her little little thing that she has going on um and the last main housewife in the cast is Lisa Vanderpump and I I just I love her I have loved her like from the first line like as soon as she (laughs) stepped on screen basically um she's just so funny and witty and she has like an amazing personality she has amazing one-liners she has a cute little teacup pomeranian dog stuffed animal thing it's a real dog but it seems like a stuffed animal and its name is Jigolo, and she calls it jiggy and she takes it everywhere and it's super cute 
Um, and she's like super shady. Like she'll say some shady things, like especially in talking heads and stuff. But like she has this accent, like she's British. So she has like this very posh English accent and everything she says just sounds like hilarious and like good humored and good natured. And so I don't know. I love Lisa. So let's get into it. Um, so the episode that we are recapping today is season one, episode nine, The Dinner Party from Hell. Um, and like I mentioned, it was either Summer or Rachel. I don't remember exactly who had suggested this, but they said I needed to check it out. So this is the one that I decided to do after having watched the entire season. Um, so we'll just go ahead and start. And I, I think I gave the context a little bit at the beginning of the episode or closer to the beginning of the episode, but... The, the context leading up to this was basically that there had been some previous conflicts, arguments, fights between Camille Grammer and Kyle Richards. Basically, there was a misunderstanding. I totally believe Kyle in this. Like, I don't think Camille is correct at all, but Camille, like, just won't let it go, like, what she heard or what she thought she heard. So... Basically, Camille thought Kyle had said something. It was off camera, so we never get to see. We only ever get to hear, like, secondhand conversations, which is, like, actually really annoying. If we're going to make something, like, the entire focus of the season, let's not have it be off something that happened that the audience has no window into. Whatever. Um, so Camille and Kyle had been talking about, I guess Camille was going to go to Hawaii for her kid's spring break, and... Kyle had asked if Kelsey was going to go with her and Camille was like no he's not meeting us there and then I guess Kyle had asked if she was like bringing a friend or something and Kyle's reasoning is that I'm just like trying to have a conversation with you like it seems typical that you're either your husband would meet you for spring break or you might bring someone it would be a lot to go with just the kids of course nothing is just the kids with Camille Grammer because she has four count them four different nannies that's two nannies for each of her kids that's a lot of nannies she also has like a house manager on top of that Anyway, going back. So Kyle was just like, I don't know, maybe being a little bit nosy, but not being rude, I'm assuming, about it. And then Camille, I guess, I personally do think she was probably being a little bit insecure and heard, like, Kyle's questions as being an attack and saying, like, well, why would you go without Kelsey? Or why would they film you in Hawaii if your husband isn't there? Or something to that nature. So they got in that fight. And then this fight had just been brought up and rehashed and gone over again and again and again at all these different points during the season. And it had especially blown up at one point when all of the housewives were together in New York because Kelsey Grammer was living and working in New York. So they all went there to like see the premiere of his new play. Like Camille had invited them out. All right. I hope that was enough context if you didn't watch the season or you don't know what I'm talking about or not familiar with Real Housewives. But that is all the the fight and the pre-context that you need to go into this episode. So we get the previously on, and so we get like a little flashback to Taylor giving her speech about how she was like, she calls herself a child of domestic violence. Is that the correct term? Like I would think it would be like child victim or child survivor of domestic violence, but she calls herself, she was a child of domestic violence. Um, and then there's a flashback to the specific blow up that happened on screen in New York when Kyle and Camille had like gotten into a fight over what had or hadn't been said about Camille going to New York. All right. So we have our opening theme song. Um, if you are not familiar with the taglines, which I was, or the taglines, I'm sorry. If you're not familiar with the Real Housewives, which I wasn't, um, their little theme like they have is each housewife has a tagline as the main theme song opens. <laughs> Okay, I hope that wasn't really, ugh, whatever. So, each person has a tagline. I thought they're all 
were kind of boring. Like, I know that the tagline is supposed to be like, oh, it's fun, it's witty, it's clever. The only person I really like is Lisa's. Um, so her tagline is, it's in Beverly Hills, it's who you know, and I know everyone. That's going to be my horrible Lisa Vanderpump accent that I'm going to be doing this entire episode. So if you actually are British and that is terrible to you, sorry about it. Um, okay, so... It opens with Lisa, her and Ken are driving somewhere and they just like banter back and forth about like her driving skills and how she's like an aggressive driver and she drives too fast and how like she's going to be in trouble now because in the previous episode she had gotten her American American driving license. So I feel like the cops will have less leeway if they're looking at someone with an American driving license versus like a British driving license, which is legal apparently to drive with a British driving license in America. So yeah, that's just like a cute little bit of levity that we get before, you know, we get into some of the darker bits of the episodes. Um, So we have a scene with Camille. Her and Taylor are hanging out. Um, They sit down for lunch. One thing I did notice, uh, Camille orders some strawberry vodka alcohol drink that she like drinks at lunch, even though she said in like an earlier episode that she doesn't drink and she's a super lightweight. I think vodka at lunch is not something a lightweight would be doing. Anyway, um, so they established that Camille is going to have a dinner party on Saturday to like get all of the girls together for the first time since New York and kind of just like reestablish a balance with everyone. And she mentions that she is going to be bringing her own friend, um, a woman named Allison Dubois, who is a medium slash psychic person. Um, and she is apparently the person who the TV show Medium was based off of. Uh, Medium was produced by Gramnet Productions, which was the Kelsey Grammer, uh, Camille Grammer joint production company. So apparently Camille knew Allison and recommended her for this TV series, and now she's inviting Allison to her dinner dinner party. Um, and she mentions that she like didn't she doesn't want to bring her to do readings, but like she does get those feelings. Um, so she's gonna like tell her to keep it light and make sure she doesn't get drunk because. When she has too many to drink, she may hit a, below, a bit below the belt. It's established. So uh, we get a little Adrian segment. It's just her with her husband. Um, his nose was broken by like one of the kids when they were roughhousing, and Adrian is just like kind of giving him shit and making fun of him. Like they, the whole thing, like Adrian's entire storyline this entire season is just like her and her husband bicker, but it's never like oh, it's actually something serious. Like, I always thought it was going to go there, but it never really did. It's just like, oh, yep, we we fight like old married couple, but, you know, we've been married for eight years, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what what else do you expect from us? I mean, so whatever. It's They do end up getting divorced. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'll go over that in my, like, what happens now. But, uh, you know, for the sake of context, let's just talk about it now. So they do get divorced, like, within a couple of years after this. So maybe in, like, the second season, this is more of just, like, setting the stage for, like, a second season plot line about her and her husband actually aren't that great for one another. But in terms of, like, people that they focus on this season of, you know, where it's implied or stated outright that they have bad marriages, it's Camille and Taylor. So it's just weird that that's, like, her only plot line this entire season is, like, her and her husband bicker, but it's not a big deal. Whatever. So that's the only little scene we really get of Adrienne, like, by herself this episode. Um, We get... Another Camille scene, she kind of calls everyone and invites them all to the dinner party, which I'm sure she, like, doesn't actually have to. I'm sure all of the producers are like, hey, you're going to this dinner party because this is where we're shooting tonight and we want all of you guys to get together and cause some drama. But it, whatever, we get a scene of her doing this, I guess, to, like, fake it. Um, one thing that is funny is she gets tricked by Lisa's answering machine, which is one of those, like, oh, I can't hear you, speak up. 
say something. Oh, I can't hear you. Are you there? Are you there? But it's actually just an answering machine. And it goes on for like a really long time. Um, and Camila's like laughs and she's like, oh my God, Lisa, that was your answering machine. That's so funny. That's brilliant. I got tricked. But this was, I don't know, I'm assuming filmed in like early 2010. Were those still a thing? I know I had one of those like trick answering machine things when I was like, it was like in my first cell phone. So maybe like eighth or ninth grade, which would have been a couple of years before that. I don't know. I just, I feel like once around the time I was like 16 and applying for jobs, I learned that you can't do that because like if an employer calls you and like wants to invite you to have like an interview or something, they won't take kindly to you having a trick voicemail message. So I got, I feel like I was done with that by 2010, but I guess Lisa Vanderpump still had one of those. So Camille calls Kyle to invite her over. Kyle was like a little bit shocked, she said, like in one of her talking heads. But um, she mentions that she's supposed to have dinner with a friend. But Camille says her friend can come as well. So Kyle says that, that yeah, she and her friend will both be there. Um, we come back to, we go to commercial, we come back, we have another little Lisa segment. So she, this is, I don't know what the point of this is. It's like never brought up again. But um, she gets custom shoes from see I'm poor I'm so I don't know how to pronounce this but I'm gonna butcher the name probably uh Louboutins Louboutins like you know red bottom she gets red bottoms um and they're like signed on the red bottom and she's like oh it looks graf- like graffiti and I'm like you're signed by like the man himself and you're like kind of looks like graffiti maybe I won't wear these um so whatever and then she's like you know she's getting ready to go over to the dinner she says she's like a little bit wary based on what happened so you know we'll see at one point she's like in the bathroom she's getting ready her dog jiggy is on the the bathroom counter and she kind of like leans down to like make smoochy faces at him and you know do how you do with pets she calls the dog a sex monster like (laughs) she's like oh yes oh you're so sweet aren't you just a little sex monster and I, I mean, I think I first saw this episode like three days ago, and I literally have been thinking about that ever since. Why did she call her dog a sex monster? I just, I'm shook. Um, do British people like say that a lot? Because it reminded me, okay, this is a sidebar, but whatever, this is, you know, this is why you listen to the podcast for my like little thoughts from Riley's childhood so when I was in seventh grade sixth or seventh I was reading this book it was like the second or third I think in the Georgia Nicholson diary series I don't know if anyone read read those but um the first one was Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging so that was probably like the most famous or most popular so there was a second one and it had a title and it was called on the bright side I'm now the girlfriend of a sex god and so this is like a British book series so I'm wondering if like the English are just a lot more about caval like they're a lot more cavalier about throwing the word sex around as a descriptor for people and things and animals. Um, so anyway, as I was listening to, as I was listening, gosh, as I was reading that book, um, I was like in class, I don't know, science class or something in seventh or eighth, seventh or sixth grade, I think. And I had finished with my assignment, so I pulled out the book and I was just reading it on the table. And I had gotten the book from the school library. It was in the school library. It's a young adult series, so that's fine. And I remember, I think we had a substitute that day, and she, like, came around and she, like, was like, let me see your book. And I, like, handed it to her, and she was, like, very, like, suspicious about it, like, because it said sex on it or, like, sex god or whatever. 
Um, and so I, t- I told her, I was like, well, I, I got it from the school library. And she's like, mm-hmm. And she like wrote down the title. And I'm like, well, what are you're a substitute. What are you going to do? Are you going to confiscate my school library book? Like she didn't, she gave it back. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, that's just a fun little, a fun little memory that sex God relates to sex monster, which was weird for Lisa to call her dog. Anyway, I can't stop thinking about that. So we get a little segment with Kyle. She has a hairstylist going to come over and do her hair for the night. I just like wish I had the money to just call a hairstylist to my home to come and do my hair for like my one night engagement. Um, the hairstylist is wearing this like neon lace tank top that I am confident I also owned in 2010. So, you know, that's fun. Um, and then they kind of just discuss how Kyle's bringing her friend named Faye Resnick. Um, and she's just like happy to go with a friend because it makes her feel better about like dealing with Camille. All right. So we get a scene with Camille and she is with her two friends that she's bringing to the party. Um, so she has a friend. Her friend has been like a, a bunch of scenes. Like she's in a lot of episodes. Um, this friend called Dee Dee. She's sometimes labeled as Dee Dee and she's sometimes labeled as Deidre. Deirdre is how I thought that name was pronounced and it definitely has two R's but she pronounces it Deidre so Dee Dee is how we'll refer to her since that's how she's labeled in this episode um says that Dee Dee wanted to meet the girls so she's coming and then her and Dee Dee are just there they go into her like gigantic walk-in closet and like look for something for Camille to wear to her own party um the other girls start like getting ready the other women I should say these are all like grown-ass 30 something year old women um they're going to Camille's in a limo. I'm jealous. Did I t- tell you guys that I rode in a limo for the first time? I think I mentioned it because I was really excited. But I rode in a limo for the first time um, after my friend's wedding. So I just like these women riding limos to like everywhere they go. And I'm just like entirely jealous of that. So we have Dee Dee, Allison, the psychic, um, are with Camille in her house. And they are talking. Allison's mentions that she's like ready for a cocktail, which is like a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, we get a cut back to the limo uh, with Taylor, Lisa, and Adrian in it. And they're kind of just talking about like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a psychic there. There's going to be, be a medium. Um, and then Faye and Kyle uh, are together in a limo and they just like want to have a good night. There's some shots of like the private chef and the bartender setting up for dinner. And I'm really jealous. And I'm just like, Ugh, is this designed to be like aspirational? Or is this designed to just like make you hate these people because you know you'll never get it? Um, so... The girls start showing up. We have Taylor, Lisa, and Adrian all come. They meet Dee Dee and Allison the medium. And then Allison, I find Allison <laughs> very strange and annoying in this episode, but she's like quite a character. Oh no, I realized I was going to do a where is she now for the psychic, but I didn't. So we might just have to Google that like at the end. We're doing this live, folks. Um, so yeah, they meet her and Allison the psychic kind of like humble brags about... Um, like who she is so she's just like oh yeah I uh I have this tv show um Patricia Arquette plays me but like I also have this whole other life where I like profile serial killers and stuff so you know it's but the show is fun it's it's good to show people what I do like she's being very humble braggy about it and then Lisa Vanderpump who's just like queen of like subtle shades like shades so subtle that you don't even know what's happening to you she's just like oh I'll, I'll have to watch it then like she hasn't seen that bitch no one cares um and so then like lisa kind of has this shady talking head as well where she's like well camille had two of her friends there one was her best friend and the other was her sidekick uh uh, psychic so anyway then we have um kim kyle and kyle's friend faye all shows up 
seems like it's going fine. Camille greets them, greets them very graciously. Kyle gives her a gift. Kyle has a little talking head where she says there was kind of an initial awkward moment, but it seems like everyone's getting along. So yeah, we think it's going to be fine. It's fine. You know, all the women are here. They're talking. They're getting to know one another. Um, we are inside Camille's home now, and it kind of just shows the ladies drinking. We're introduced to the Camille cocktail, which I guess is like the specialty cocktail of the night. Um, Lisa has like a talking head, kind of implying that the cocktail is super, super strong. And so then all of the ladies go and they sit down for dinner. Um, everyone's talking. They seem to be having a good time. Allison the psychic is, you know, kind of being strange. She'll just like make these comments kind of just like to to everyone that like are kind of out of context from like whatever else was being said. So she talks about like how it's Saturday night and she like loves to go out and like that's still who she is. She like loves to go out and has have a girl's night. And so she says this thing like it's a girl's night. We're not supposed to be good. We're supposed to be really, really bad in a controlled setting. It's just, like, so strange. No one else is, like, really sure what to make of her. All of the housewives are, like, looking around, just being like, who is this lady? Like, what's happening? Um, so as dinner is, like, being plated and served, uh, we have a talking head of Adrian, and she kind of makes a comic about a comment about how she was sat next to the psychic, um, and she finds her strange, um, and that she was like, well, I mean, I guess I would be weird, too, if I were talking to dead people all the time or something like that. And so Allison, the psychic, should I call her Allison the psychic every single time? Or do you guys know who Allison is at this point? Um, so Allison is just like, again, talking to like the room at large, talking about whatever. Um, she makes a comment about how she has no sisters. So that's why she likes hanging out with alpha females. Everyone's kind of like, isn't sure how to take that at first. And then uh, Adrian's just like, oh yeah, like we should toast to that. So they all kind of clink saying like, yeah, we're alpha females. Like that's nice. Um, so then Camille kind of, fake I guess fake innocently um asked Kyle like how she knows Faye like who Faye is so she has this comment like oh you know I recognize her but I, I just don't know who she is which is a little bit shady assuming Faye Resnick is involved in like the entertainment business in some way um and so Kyle just says oh she's a close family friend she's like a sister to me and then like seemingly out of nowhere Camille says oh yeah you know how I know her I saw her pose naked in Playboy and so Camille's being like very fake like innocent but also like very blatantly bitchy almost like talking about how Faye posed after the OJ trial and then she says like you know she has these backhanded compliments or she's like well I thought you looked amazing I loved your spread um and then like everyone's kind of trying to just like laugh it off and like brush it off and like Faye makes a playful comment she's like oh I didn't spread for them and so you know but then there's like a little talking head and Camille refers to Faye like as the morally corrupt Faye Resnick um I guess because she posed for Playboy and like tried to grab her 15 minutes of fame after she was like involved as a person who knew the people involved in the OJ Simpson trial murder case thing um, so Kyle then calls out Camille for having also done Playboy. So she was like, um, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And she just threw a boulder. Um, Camille tries to imply that it was different because she was like, well, I had been in lingerie. And then she says like, oh, well, this was in my early 20s. And I wasn't just coming off like the murder trial of my friend. So then Kim Richards kind of jumps in and she like diffuses the tension a little bit by saying like Playboy had asked her and Kyle to do it together as sisters and Kyle's just like ugh, bleh, gross, everyone laughs. Okay, it seems like it's fine. Like that was a little bit weird and out of left field there, Camille, but it was like fielded by everyone and you know like we all kind of moved on from that. 
Um, and so at this point, we have a little like moment from Adrian, like I guess a talking head who mentions um, Allison had had two or three cocktails at that point, and that the cocktails were again super strong. Um, and we see uh, Allison just like has this electronic cigarette, which from henceforth I will just be referring to as the cigarette. It's one of those like e-cigarettes that looks like a cigarette, where it has like the little filter on the end, like that kind of thing. Um, and so we get talking heads from Kim and Kyle, like commenting on her smoking this, smoking, vaping, whatever, and like smoking the electronic cigarette and how she just like looks very strange as she's doing it. Um, and it's, yeah, she's like being so weird about this cigarette. And I don't know if it's just because like she's drunk or she's like a weird person in general, but she is like, hmm smoking it and taking a puff and like then making a face about it and then like blowing like ooh blowing the smoke all out and but it's not like she's doing any smoke tricks or anything cool like she's not blowing rings of smoke it's almost like the people who do blow like rings of smoke who do those smoke tricks and stuff how they have like that air of like smugness like as they're doing it like I'm so cool and confident she has that but she's just like puffing on it so anyway Kyle has this comment about how all she could see is Jack Nicholson in the shiny and like yeah I can see it um so you know we have another moment the girls kind of start talking to Allison asking her about like her abilities and so-called psychic powers so Lisa Vanderpump asks if she like feels the spirits around her Allison's talking about how she does that they like take a back seat to like when she's actually with people then she like makes this comment about how she can like head tap people and I guess like read their thoughts or read like their their past like she has a comment about how she can tell if people have daddy issues or something um but then she's like oh but I wouldn't do that now like I have respect but she also has this like little snide smile like oh but you know I I do I do know um and so Camille is like talking I think she has like a talking head where she's like well I brought I brought Allison as a guest like not here to perform I don't want her to feel feel obligated to perform um but you know that's the thing like people if you bring a psychic to a party people are going to talk about it uh, so Lisa keeps kind of going on and on. Like Lisa compares it to like if there's a doctor at a dinner party, you're going to be like, well, what's this thing that I have right here? Can you take a look at it? Um, and so, you know, Allison's like, well, we're having a girls night, so I'm off the clock. And at this point, honestly, like if I had been one of the other guests and someone had said something like that, I, I probably would have taken the hint and shut up about it. But, you know, this is TV and we want drama. So um, the other guest, Faye, says, like, you know, like, come on, like, say something. Like, we want we want a little bit of a reading. So she kind of, like, asks her again. And Allison's like, well, don't tempt me, really. And Kyle's like, well, what does that mean? Allison just goes, well, don't get me started. And so Camille kind of says, well, you know, if she goes there, you might, you might hear something that you might not want to hear. Like, something might come up. And Camille, like, does make this comment about, like, well, if some, someone's husband is cheating on them or something, like, she'll know. Which is kind of funny, um, kind of interesting given what we like find out later that apparently Kelsey Grammer was cheating on her this whole time this was being filmed. Um, so then Kyle asks, like nicely, you know, I guess this is probably the last time she should ask, but whatever. She asks like if Allison can do a reading, but like without telling them anything scary. So Allison says she's going to do a reading, but she says it might be irritating to Kyle. So Kyle is like, okay, like let's go, let's go then. So um, the psychic asks Kyle if she'd been married twice, and Kyle says yes. And then she's like, oh, well, I guess that's good news then, because that's the last one you'll have. Um, you know, she was like, I, I saw two marriages. I thought you might be getting divorced, but, you know, like, if this is your second. And so 
all right. I was like, that's fine. Like, they diffused the situation or they avoided the potential landmine of her saying that she was going to get divorced from her husband. She's already on her second marriage. No big deal. Um, and so then Kyle makes, like, a seemingly joking comment about, like, oh, well, if my husband ever leaves me, I'm going with him. So, like, that's fine. Whatever. That's funny. I think we're all good. No. Out of, like, mm, kind of nowhere, Allison the Psychic goes, he will never emotionally fulfill you. Ever. Know that. What? Where was that from? Allison, you bitch. Okay, so then like everyone gets silent. Dun, dun, dun. It's like the dramatic shade music is playing in the background. Like all the girls are looking around. And it's because what do you say to something like that? Especially when you're being lighthearted. It's a dinner party. Like, okay, yeah, you were warned that the psychic might say something you don't like. But still, like, don't be a bitch like that. Like, just tone it back. Okay, whatever. I was really shook that the psychic said that. Um, and so Faye, the other guest, she's like, well, you know, I disagree. And even Camille was like, yeah, I don't know about that, Allison. Um, and Allison's just like, no, people just don't understand my power. They just don't see. And so Kyle was like, okay, anything else? And so Allison says like, well, put the walls down. Like you talk to males more than you talk to females. And so then Camille's like, actually, I really think you're talking about me. Because, like, that's always how I've been. You know, I always am more comfortable with men. Like, I find girls really catty to me. And at this point, like, her friend Dee Dee starts to agree with her that she was, like, catty. Um, And this was, like, something that was, like, established earlier in the season that Camille, like, gets along with men better than with women. And so I guess in some, somehow the thought, the, you know, moment of women are catty to Camille, that extrapolated into and that's why what like happened in new york happened because like people were being catty to me and so like even though they're bringing up new york which like everyone's like oh my god we don't want to talk about this again like we don't want to cause this drama right now like camille and kyle both seem to be like on the same page about like what their altercation in new york was about um they're both you know they said like maybe you were a little bit defensive and camille was like yeah maybe i was a little bit defensive and like they were saying like there's there's no ill will there were no ill intentions it was just a misunderstanding um and so then camille just happens to mention like well i hadn't said anything about what happened to new york to you allison like before you came over and then faye out of nowhere causing drama decides to jump in and be like well i find that hard to believe so Faye starts going in on like if you two were really good girlfriends like you would have known Kyle tells me everything that's going on in her life like you must not be one of uh, Camille's really good friends Allison so of course like Allison who's already like drunk and also a bitch like gets super fired up about that like I don't know why Faye decided to jump in and escalate probably because she was pissed at Camille for making that playboy comment earlier in the evening but whatever so it's just like you know they start going off um at this point also i just want to say like if you're watching the episode lisa vanderpump has a great talking head where she does this like american accent like imitating faye and it's just delightful and her american accent is like kind of good but also kind of funny um so allison and faye start getting into each other commercial break we come back from commercial and we have Faye and Allison arguing um and then Camille kind of asks like Faye did you just come here to defend Kyle like she has like a very like shitty like fake sweet tone where she's like is that why you came here Faye is that why you came to defend Kyle and so Faye says like oh well there was an attack on Kyle and I thought she meant like right now here at the dinner party which I mean I guess kind of you could consider what Allison said to her about like how her husband is never going to emotionally fulfill her like you could consider that a an attack I guess um and so I don't 
I guess that's not what they were talking about. They were talking about like the thing that happened in New York, but they don't really give any context or like new information. Um, so they're just all arguing. They're fighting. Allison jumps in, tries to defend Camille, and then like Kyle and Allison start going at it. Um, and so like they just are throwing barbs at one another, which I like wrote some of them down. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Um, so Kyle says, excuse me, you're boring me. And then like Allison's like, well, you're entirely washed up. Enjoy your life. And then Allison says this thing like, I have had books written on me and by me and a television show based on my life. So you can just take a flying leap. I just thought that was funny. Um, Lisa comments, like, in her talking head that the psychic is being more provocative than anyone. I totally agree. I feel like if Allison and if Faye hadn't been at this dinner party, then, like, none of this would have blown up here. So they're arguing. They're fighting. Faye says she's bored of the conversation. Allison, like, Allison has all these, like, jabs that I think she thinks is, like, really great and funny. But, like, it just comes off as her being, like, a bitch and, like, not a very articulate one. So she says this thing where she's like, then leave. You've got two legs last time we checked. And she like narrows her eyes and smiles like, ah, oh, yeah, that was such a good comeback. And then everyone kind of is like, ooh. And I'm just like, was that a good insult? That seemed kind of dumb. Is there a layer to that that I'm just not understanding? Am I missing something? So I don't know. They keep like winding each other up. Um, all of the rest of the housewives who like weren't involved in this argument. So like Lisa um adrian taylor they're all kind of just like sitting there silently like what the heck is happening allison is like puffing away on her cigarette again all smugly and making those faces and so then camille brings up like another layer to this whole drama and brings up that there was apparently something like she was being talked about while the other girls were in the airport when they were going to fly to new york to meet her she was already in new york so this leads to an argument that Kim and Taylor had. Kim and Taylor had a fight in New York that was like a piggyback off of Camille and Kyle's fight. I don't fully understand even why Kim and Taylor were fighting, but they start going at it again. Um, and again, it's just like, I don't understand, but they're fighting. And the only thing I wanted to note is that Kim does get in a nice dig about like Taylor. She's just like, oh, just go blow up your lips some more because Taylor does have like huge fake lips. Um, so like Taylor gets up, she screams like enough, enough, enough. And she kind of just like starts to gather everyone to leave. So they're kind of just like walking out, like trying to leave. Um, Kim and Camille kind of keep arguing like as they're like tr everyone's kind of leaving. They're arguing as they're leaving. Um, Kyle, not Kyle, sorry. Camille has a talking head, how she thinks Kyle is just jealous of her or like jealousy comes into play in some way. And that's why Kyle treats her like this. I don't think that's true. I think Kyle has like a great life. She's like a happy marriage. She has wonderful kids. Like I don't think she's jealous of Camille at all. So whatever. Um, and then like Allison jumps in arguing again, being a bitch. Um, like literally as Kyle's walking away, leaving Allison is like calling out to her. She's like, you're nothing. You're going to have nothing. You're going to be nothing. Like you're, you've done nothing. Just like being a bitch. So the girls are leaving like more or less. The, everyone's left and then also we have Camille Dee Dee and Allison just like sitting at the table and so it kind of like cuts back and forth quickly between both groups so I'm just going to kind of consolidate and do one group at a time so we'll like you know start with Camille Dee Dee and Allison sitting at the table Allison is like super bothered like she has that attitude of someone who says like I'm I'm unbothered by this I'm not bothered by it but then like keeps talking about it so you know she's like really annoyed so she's talking and she's cursing. Um, Dee Dee seems to like try and calm her down a little bit. She's just like, okay, Allison, okay, 
Allison. But she's, like, not really being like, girl, shut up. Probably because she's drunk and, you know, like, at this point you can't really say anything to her. Um, so Allison, like, says some really terrible things that I just kind of want to go down and talk, comment on because this lady's crazy. I can't believe she said these things. Um, she says, like, I can tell you when she will die and what will happen to her family. And I love that about me. She calls Kyle a bitch. She calls her, like, an angry bitch. She says that Kyle was the girl in high school who made other people kill themselves. She said she, like, almost shoved her cigarette up Kyle's ass, but she would need a bigger one so that she could feel something. Um, she's also, like, this entire time puffing on her cigarette, but she's, like, not puffing on it. She's not inhaling. She's just, like, taking a puff and, like, blowing it out of her mouth. So it's just, like, annoying. Um... The three of them discussed that, like, Kyle set that up. That's why she brought a friend. Like, she set that up. And I'm like, but she didn't, though. Like, the whole thing started to escalate when your psychic friend, like, gave her a shitty reading or was, like, a bitch to her for no reason. So, I disagree here. Again, Camille says that she was verbally assaulted, which is, like, uh, kind of strong. I wouldn't call that a verbal assault. Because they were both, like, if she was verbally assaulted, then she was, like, assaulting right back. Um, also at this point Camille does try to say like the fool me once idiom but she like messes it up so bad and like immediately gives up and she just goes fool me once shame on shame Mm. Mm." (laughs) so she just like gave that up um Allison says another really horrible thing about like how if they and I guess they just being like any of the housewives in general like how if their children disappeared they would basically just implying they would become crawling to her for help which is just terrible um yeah it was it was bad and so Camille is not really toning her down she's kind of I mean I guess I can understand because like that's your friend but she said some really awful things which like at the reunion it was discussed and Camille was like yeah she like those were like terrible things that she said so I mean at least later on that was acknowledged but she's kind of just like agreeing with her which isn't great um she also says like oh yeah I think you like hit on some things like about her own home life and her own like husband that she doesn't want to admit which I think is just projection probably um, because like Allison says, oh yeah, well, you know, her husband loves his nannies, but can you fault him? She's such an icy bitch. And then Camille's like, well, he loves more than just his nannies. Oh, uh, that sounds so bad. I just mean that he, we'll just say that he loves all women. So I, I don't know, like there's nothing that I saw that like Mauricio cheats on Kyle. I didn't do a deep dive into it, but I think that's a little bit much. Um, and so, as I mentioned, it was kind of, like, cutting back and forth between the two groups. So what is funny is at one point, Camille says, like, well, they just like to pick on me because I'm the nice one of the group. If I weren't in this group, then they would all just, like, tear each other apart. And, like, after that, it immediately cuts over to the group of women in the limo together. And they're all just, like, cutting up and laughing and, like, having a good time together. So it's just kind of funny. And then, um, there's, like, the final thing that, like, ends of Camille's segment is she's kind of talking about, like, well, do I have intentions of being their friends after this? Like, no, I'm not going to be their friend. And then Allison says this thing where she, like, thinks that she's being really clever. Like, you can tell by the look on her face. But she's like, you would be their friends? They can't even spell friends. So that'd be a negative. Which doesn't even make sense as an insult. Like, stupid people can have friends. So, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Um, and so, like, yeah, the other group is outside. They're leaving. Um, Kim and Kyle, like, kind of get into an altercation and start arguing with, with one another. I guess, like, Kyle and Taylor are pretty good friends. So she doesn't like that Kim and Taylor always fight. And she didn't like that. She felt like Kim just added to the drama and the unnecessary, like, bullshit that was happening when it was already a really tense situation. Um, the sprinklers come on. So they all kind of, like, run away. And then 
all of the women except for Kim end up taking one limo together. Kyle says that she just like wants to go straight home and I feel like Kim's house is out of the way or something and the other women's houses are closer so they all get in a limo together Kim's in a limo by herself um and then all of the women that are together in the limo decided they're actually like gonna go out to like a bar and get drinks or something and so it just ends with them all like together you know talking to one another and then like shots of Kim alone in her limo trying to call Kyle and Kyle's just letting the phone ring and Kim's just alone Mm, that's it that's how this this episode ends so yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, a lot of drama. That psychic is just wild. Like, I would say look this up. Just, like, Google Alison Dubois, Real Housewives, just to see the facial expressions. Like, she's like a robot in, like, a human suit. She's so strange. Um, so let's do a Where Are They Now? Um, so we'll start with Lisa Vanderpump. She is still on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She, of course, has her spinoff, Vanderpump Rules. Um, she did a season of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she has since launched her Vanderpump Pet brand, which is like luxury pet accessories. Um, and then in 2017, she was named editor-in-chief of Beverly Hills Lifestyle Magazine. And she is still married to her husband, Ken. So Taylor Armstrong, um, during the run of like the series that she was on it, it was actually revealed that her husband, Russell, was abusive. Um, and so... She was filing for divorce in 2011, um, and she had claimed, like, domestic violence and had had some evidence of the um, abuse against her, and so he actually ended up committing suicide. Uh, So that's really sad, like, a really sad situation, but, you know, at least, like, she's out of that marriage, Um, and she has since been remarried. She got remarried in 2014. Um, She also left the main cast after season three, but she uh, continued appearing as a guest until season six. Um, Adrian Maloof, uh, she released a shoe collection in 2011 along with all of the other businesses that she has with her family. Um, she actually ended up leaving Real Housewives in the, after the third season, um, but she did come back and make some guest appearances in later seasons. And she ended up divorcing her husband Paul, like I mentioned, in 2012. Um, Kim Richards ended up leaving the show after the fifth season because of personal issues i think like she has alcohol issues that was kind of implied at the end of the season it was said that like she was checked into rehab by her family but she checked herself out a week later i don't know if she did any more stints in rehab after that um she did have uh two recent arrests uh twice in 2015 once involving like public intoxication and one arrest was um for shoplifting so not great not been on a super uphill climb um she's done a little bit of work uh she was in sharknado 3 I don't know if you saw it. I didn't. Um, she was also, like, most recently she appeared in, um, it was Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars Edition. That was in 2018. I don't know what she did on that. Um, her sister Kyle Richards is still on Beverly Hills. Her and Lisa are, like, the only two original season one cast members who are still on. She did a season of Celebrity Apprentice. Um, she's still married to her husband Mauricio, so I guess he is emotionally fulfilling her yeah not a lot on her i guess she's doing fine with her like beverly hills gig okay so camille Grammer, our last little person uh she left after season two although she does make many appearances in some of these later seasons um so obviously during like the course of the season like towards the very end of the season it was revealed that kelsey Grammer wanted to get a divorce and she like found out that her husband um was having an affair as well so um she has since divorced Kelsey. Um, she's also accused him of verbal and physical abuse during their marriage, so that's not great. Um, however, she has been remarried since 2018. Well, that's not very recent, but uh, 
that is very recent but yes she's been remarried since october of 2018 um she married an attorney named david c meyer um and she's had a few other tv appearances um including she played a parody of herself on an episode of bleep my dad says it's supposed to be like shit my dad says but since it's like network tv you can't say shit so bleep my dad says um and then allison dubois the psychic medium i mean i am literally like i don't have this written down i'm so sorry i forgot about her so yeah she's just like she's a medium i guess like she does the things that she says she does um however skeptics have like pointed out flaws in her claims um and she has some like criticisms against her so whatever she's fine um she had like one other book come out in the year after this episode aired so that's i guess what she's done since then other than that the only things i can find are like the issues people take with her so eh, maybe she's not the best sorry that wasn't a great where is she now on alison dubois but she does have like her own wikipedia article so feel free to read up on her all right so did i like it slash does it hold up slash is it worth a rewatch and the answer is yes yes and yes oh my goodness i was honestly so surprised that i got so into this but I really liked uh, Real Housewives. I mean, it was like pretty well produced. Um, the drama was kind of fun. Uh, it was a little bit repetitive, but maybe in other seasons it's better. They have some some different, juicier, other types of drama. I know in like an episode of New Jersey, Teresa Judice or however her name is pronounced, like flips a table. So, you know, that's cool. Um, yeah, and I think it holds up really well, I guess, just because it was produced and, like, came out more recently than some of the other shows. But, I mean, 2010 was nine years ago. Like, a lot has happened in that time. So, yeah, it, like, holds up super well. Like, the image quality, I guess, is, like, really nice. Like, it's all clear and HD and stuff. Um, I think there's also something to be said about, uh, the clothing that like rich women wear like how rich people upper class people people with privilege and access to money are able to like curate looks and wardrobes that are like very timeless pieces like the quality is always high so they're able to like keep their clothes for a while and their clothes always do have kind of a timeless look because pretty much nothing that like anyone was wearing was like very jarringly like awful or like dated or tacky i mean there were a few things that i didn't like personally but like i could still imagine people wearing you know in the year 20 like 2019 however the hairstylist who came in like the neon pink lace tank top like that screamed 2010 to me so that's just kind of funny is like the different classes like the clothing styles i just i don't know there might be some sociological aspect to that that could be like further broken down but this probably isn't the podcast for that um so yeah i would say that this is definitely worth a rewatch to people who were already fans i think it holds up well if you haven't seen it in a while maybe revisit season one and i would say that if you are a reality tv fan in general and you just want like greater cultural context for like the reality tv zeitgeist i would say check it out maybe check out one of the other franchises who knows but i i really enjoyed beverly hills i like the personalities i like the women more or less i didn't get tired of watching them in the one season that i watched so i recommend it So yeah, that about wraps it up for episode eight. Thank you all so much again for joining me. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever else you want. You can find me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, and you can email me at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye guys.